Welcome to the PRISM Podcast. PRISM North America is a K-12 school system committed to building a sanctuary for children and families in North America. PRISM is a Northgate school, and this is our podcast. Welcome to the PRISM Podcast. My name is Misty Newcomb. I'm the superintendent of PRISM North America, and this is our podcast. Today, we are continuing our conversation on building strong families. We started a series last week on building strong families, and we're going to continue in that series today. And continuing the conversation, I have the the rare opportunity to present the same (laughs) guests twice in a row. It Mm. usually doesn't happen, and it's not going to happen every other time, but we've got Clay Newcomb joining us again. Hello, everybody. And Josh Billmaker joining us again. It's fantastic to be back. We are talking about strong marriages in general, but I am happy to have Josh and Clay here. I have had the opportunity to observe the Spillmakers very up close and personal and obviously clay is my husband and i've had the opportunity to observe him and and our marriage and these are not perfect marriages but they are what i would say strong marriages and that's what we want to talk about is you're going to get crisis in your life you're going to have problems this is not a this is not you know a beach resort we're living in in 2023 this is uh this is very much unless of course you are listening from a beach resort um 2023 (laughs) is a very intense time to be alive and to be building a family and that's why we're doing this series and so what we want to talk about today is when the winds hit you know going back to that the house built on the rock versus the house built on the sand that we talked about last week when the winds hit what happens inside that you're going to have problems you're going to have problems with each other you're going to have challenges that come from the outside in and you might even have some internal challenges pop up and what we want to talk about is what are those traits that have helped not just your marriages, but strong marriages that you've observed. What mm-hmm. what are some common traits of strong marriages that help build a house on, on the rock? Now, obviously, we've already talked about number one, unless the Lord builds the house, those who work right. labor in vain. And there's just, we're not going to get away from that. No. That is just priority number one. You You cannot take a humanistic approach to marriage and expect to get kingdom biblical results like that you have to approach it from a biblical perspective by the grace of God building your home with his insight with his wisdom and so that's just like we we're not going to go away from that we can't go away from that that's where you start that's that's got to be everybody's starting place no one gets to be different on that like every marriage has its own individualized like dynamics but that one you don't get to be different on this is a question for you guys when you think about what you need to build a strong home, a home that can take the winds, can take the rain, can take the storms. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you've seen or tried to build in your own home? Can I take it back one sl- yep. step mm-hmm. slightly? Is that I-, I think it's important for us to understand the context that we live in. And the context is that this age, the age of this, the, the, the trend of the age is to really intentionally destroy marriage. Mm-hmm. They're like everything around us is trying to break apart this foundational core component of human existence on planet Earth. And we know that we don't wage war against flesh and blood. But but it's important to understand that society, culture, media, television, like the world is wanting to erode this thing that God has said is of most importance. Tell me why you say that. 
could you give an example to someone who's listening who would have never had that thought before? Well, just uh, for instance, any television program you're going to watch today, you're rarely going to see a couple that's been married 25 years that has a healthy relationship portrayed on television. You don't see healthy architecture. You're always going to see two people that maybe aren't even married that have a highly dysfunctional relationship. Like people enjoy watching high dysfunctionality and being entertained by that. And it normalizes it such to the point that a normal, healthy relationship, people don't even really know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And so it's hyper glamorized to be, dysfunctional mm-hmm. and we're not participating externally in a war like we're not but but we that helps me when I build my marriage on the everyday level it's like I have to prioritize this because even going back to the to to the chronology of the book that we follow the bible the first thing that God did was he he put a man and a woman together and he said this is the way that this planet is going to operate and that my kingdom is going to be built. It's the building block for... It is. I mean, it's the building block for the for society, for, for earth, for human... For human exi- na- this is God's intended building block. And yes. that, to me, is my first answer to your question, is that inside of my mind as a husband and my spirit and inside my wife has to be that this relationship is of prime, not just prime importance, but is the is the pinnacle relationship of my life above everything, above external family, above children. Not that we don't love our children. I love my children as much as I love my wife, but I love my wife different. Mm-hmm. And I think people get the order of things mixed up, and it, and it feels like God is very interested in things being in proper order. Mm-hmm. And so that means I prioritize my marriage, or that's that's what we try to do. We yeah. don't always do that. It's not varying levels of value. It's no, varying no, no. levels of priority. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. So marriage has to be prioritized even above child raising, even above career, even above, mm-hmm. like there's so many different things. And I think for different people, it's difficult to prioritize it over different things. Like a wife may really struggle to prioritize her marriage over the attention she gives to child rearing. Right. And part of that is like, let's take, I know a lot of the women in our broader Prism North America community are spending a lot of time every day from eight to five with their babies, mm-hmm. with their little bitty kids. And it's very difficult in that context to spend, you know, 40, 50 hours a week alone with those people. Right. And then still at the end of the night say, but this is still my priority. This over here, this Mm -hmm. thing that I didn't spend 50 hours alone with all week long. And I think that's one of the big challenges inside of being parents and being partners and and building a marriage together is that you've got to be complex enough to prioritize what you're not spending your time on. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit. Let's break that down for people because I think that's really helpful because I don't know many people that would disagree, you know, inside of our, our context, but I think... It's not that I disagree. It's that I don't know how to do that. And also my time, my energy, everything I'm doing is actually investing physically in building this. Same with people who have careers. You know, everything I do all day long is working on this career. But you're telling me that's not really my priority. So how functionally can we make that concrete for people? How do you spiritually prioritize? Mm -hmm. There's a tremendous responsibility on a husband. Mm -hmm. 
um, Misty was talking about in in our culture, it's been strongly led by women. But the the design of a family by God is that the husband would lead lead his family, and that's not a position of privilege. That's a position of responsibility. For me as a husband, the thing that I've had to be really aware of is like, what's the state of my home? Okay. You know, how am I interacting with my wife that produces an, produces an environment where my wife feels nurtured and cared for and supported so that we can have a home that is strong and a marriage that's strong? Because if, like Misty said, if, if that marriage is weak in areas, then, then, um, then the rest of that family will crumble and it will crumble way faster than you realize it's crumbling. So, and I mm-hmm. think one of the things, you know, Clay and I have, Clay's dad was a real strong, you know, devout believer and he was very active in bringing their, they had three sons and he brought them all to church every week. And he was the driver of that. He was, they were part of a broader family context and, and it's openly talked about. I don't think I'm sharing any family secrets. It's openly mm-hmm. talked about where not all the men did that. A lot of the moms brought the kids mm-hmm. to church mm-hmm. and the dads would accompany on holidays or special events or just whenever it worked out for their schedule. And there was a real distinct difference in the value of spirituality in right. these, these homes. So that's like a really obvious way to yeah. look at it. And I don't think very many people, to be honest, inside of our, our community have that level of discrepancy. I think it's much more subtle in our, in our families. And a lot of times women are the ones who see things in the kids. Right. So they're the ones talking about it, seeking out, going and talking to their peers and nothing wrong with all that. Like right. it's okay to go talk to, you know, Hey, are you seeing these issues in your kids? And, but really it's the husband's job to right. initiate those conversations. Mm-hmm. If I hear, if Clay hears from me, like, Hey, I've got this concern that I'm seeing when I, when I do the pickup at school. Cause I mean, I work at prism. So when my kids have gone to school for the last, you know, since we've been going to school, I'm the one that's dropping off and picking up. So I'm the one that has eyes on the, (laughs) you know, on the action. But I bring that home to him. Really, if I'm starting to get really nervous about something or like, hey, this is a problem. Sometimes his response is, I I really don't think that's the priority that you think it is. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the significant problem that you think it is. And sometimes he's like, hey, that's actually a bigger deal than then tell me more about that. But he's the one that's actively taken a role inside of those discussions. Yes, I'm seeing things. Yes, I am coming to him and bringing them to him. But he is initiating that. Where, where do you think these issues are? Where do you think? I think inside of defining what a partnership looks like, what leadership looks like, what collaboration looks like, it's not that a man has all the answers all the time. Mm-hmm, no. Like Misty often comes to me with, answers to a problem that we might be having and so it's it's not like the man has to be this like self-generated right everything that happens but it's more of a, a spiritual position of being activated aware and leading the charge inside the home as the spiritual leader yeah and that is an it's a active, covering that that is an active position that starts internally inside of these fathers to number one to be righteous, number two, to truly love their family, love their wife, seek to care for them. Like what's the priority structure inside of your mind and in the functionality of your life in terms of who you're caring for and how you distribute that that care. And so it's like occupying this it's position. Almost, yeah, it's almost like a space you occupy rather than just tangible actions you do. And, and we can get that real 
real messed up. But I think, I think as a woman, it's also acknowledging that space. I think that's really important uh, to say, I'm, I have some insight on this situation, but I'm not going to just go and execute all of these things. And it's been really important to me to make sure my kids know that process because mm-hmm. they see me, my, the surface area of our lives touch a whole lot more just in rides to school. I'm involved in their school a whole lot, a whole lot, dif- a lot differently than Clay is. Um, I know a lot of our families are actually home on, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays or even five days a week with their kids. And some, some of the fathers are staying home, some of their mothers. But I think part of building a strong marriage is it doesn't matter who's got the surface area. You come in and you talk about these things and you resolve them together. But also in, in this emphasis, we want to make sure you are not business partners who are, who just exist to resolve issues that your kids have. You are, you really are life partners. And I think that that's probably the second thing that when we look at building when we look at building marriages and the this covenant relationship that you have with this person, it is not restricted to communication about children. It mm-hmm. is not restricted to a logistical arrangement that you're setting up inside your home. You are truly, you've made a lifelong pledge to this person, yeah. a, a covenant, a commitment. Inside of that, you are becoming one. And therefore, there's a lot of sharing that has to happen, a lot of communication that has to happen. And it is important that that communication is not restricted to raising children. That's because one day you will not yeah. be raising children. And there's seasons of life when that is a... It's a big deal. It's the main <laughs> surface area that you have. And so that's what you're talking about is a trend inside of marriages for about a decade when kids are... When you're right in the heat of rearing kids is that you find that you can kind of become mechanized. And Misty and I are saying this because I feel like that's kind of what happened to us in, in some way. And we ran businesses we, together. We, 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 we were yeah. really... The way we described it is... We were really good business partners. Mm-hmm. What we've grown to is really focusing on our relationship of really loving each other. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we were married for a long time when we realized. Wait, th- we I were mean, great business. Partners. We were great. Yeah, <laughs> on it. Uh, like we were married for eight. I think that was our 18th year of marriage, where we were like, "Hey, we've we've been functional and we've got the logistics down on this thing, but we are not sharing life like we need to." And and so, uh, yeah, just so everyone hears, you know, a lot of what we're sharing is from that posture of mm-hmm. these are some lessons that we've learned and some some things that we've been taught. So I think that that's a really, a really important thing. Josh, you want to say anything else about that? You and Christy have always been really good at that. Well, they have. They really have. They were good, good models well, for us. Well, and I think we've always been very close and yeah. very very compatible as friends. Yeah. And we so we built a really strong friendship. Um, over the years, and we we really care about one another. And I think there's been some some gaps with my my ability to lead because she would have concerns that I was not aware of. And I think that we've grown into really being able to partner on those things where I've I've grown. You know, I've gone to the Lord to ask Him to increase my awareness of what's going on in my family, and I feel like. I feel like he has. I feel like I have more spiritual sight and discernment into what's going on inside of my family. And that has built a stronger bond between yeah. Christy and I. And I think that I think one of the one of the best things that a husband can do for the spiritual environment of his home is to be able to carry those things and that because that builds a lot of safety and trust in a wife 
that makes her feel like I don't have to carry this thing. A lot of wives carry these things because they feel like they have to. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, because the men have not filled the the role of responsibility that's required in a home for that marriage and that family to be strong. And so, you know, an area of where there's had to be growth in our marriage is for me to really fulfill that role inside of our home. Because I've always loved my wife and I, you know, anybody that knows us knows that I'm, I, I really care about my wife and I treasure her. But as far as being a spiritual leader in my home, that's an area where I had to really go before the Lord and humble myself because I recognize that it's not something that I can manufacture. It's something that has to come in my depth of relationship with him as an outflow of leadership in my home. I think that's a good example too, that not every couple is going to be the same. It's true. You you have to, you have to understand where you're at and be honest about where that is. Mm-hmm. Like we've been real close to Josh and Christy our whole marriage. Yeah, literally and like first we've couple always months. looked at them and seen their strength of they're affectionate and they just they get along and they just all these things. And I mean, and honestly, and kind of exaggerating slightly to make a point, Misty and I were great business partners that we were good at Getting raising our done. kids, mm-hmm. running businesses being where we needed to be being committed in life to all these different things but our actual the functionality of our relationship was weak so it was, it was almost opposite of what you're talking about and but we were able to look at you guys if we and, had taken the strengths of your marriage and my marriage i mean it would have been be unstoppable a, a unbeatable <laughs> no but that's where now 20 something years into it where i feel like we're both getting to but yes. it took us being aware of what we were and not trying to not being intimidated by the strength we see in others, but being like, man, uh, we want to build that. In I, I, I want to build that. Yeah. Not comparing yourself. And I mean, I think that this comparison is just on so many levels, such a, a plague and disease inside of marriage, inside of kids, inside of um, friendships. And so you can't say, well, Josh always, you know, does this. Why don't you do that? That's super hurtful. You can't do things. Christy's like this. Why are you? That's so hurtful. So you can't do that kind of stuff. So don't compare. Don't, don't compare. I want to talk about a lot of what you're talking about, Josh, when you talk about taking the pressure off because you're carrying some of this, Mm -hmm. a lot of that is really built on trust. Yeah. And so I want to talk about this communication and sharing and sharing life. You don't have it if you don't have trust. And you could be a highly functional marriage without a lot of trust. Yep. Like, you know, deep, intimate trust. And you got to have that. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Because I think, again, these are some foundational issues. Every marriage is going to look different in terms of, you know, work hours and composition and number of kids in the home and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But we got to have trust in all the marriages. Mm-hmm. We got to have support. We've got to have all these things. You know, I think when, when we talk about trust and you talk, I always think trust is something, it's almost like a technology. Yeah. It's, you know, I have trust that when I turn my computer on, the right. internet's going to work. Exactly. Right. I, because I just, that, yep. it, and it's not something I think about. It's predictable. It's stable. Exactly. And so you're talking about responses. I think that trust that you, you're going to, you're reliable. You're yep, going to do exactly. something. If you say you're going to do something, it's if done. If you say you're going to deposit your paycheck you on Friday, you deposit your and paycheck these are on like Friday. super <laughs> practical things that can create an enormous amount of tension. You know, I think I think that part of what you're saying is that in going back to this being the core relationship, the temptation would be because we're so close, because we're family, because we're one, that this relationship would be the one that would slip. 
Like if you were going to be, if you had a choice to be late for work or be late for meeting your wife, you'd choose being late for being with your wife rather than work. Naturally. And, mm. and what we have to do as husbands is make sure that we are our best mm-hmm. for our wife. Yeah. And that is a massive challenge it's because a massive you're, challenge. you're, you're in the, you're in the trenches mm-hmm. with your wife. Mm-hmm. But that's something that I've worked on is that I have to be dependable for her. Above any above anything else, yep. and I would say that the big one of the biggest things is I just more often than not I think a remedy starting remedy for relationships is going to be for the husband to be the first to show love. In a sense, I don't care what she does. Right. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to show her unconditional love. I'm going to show her sacrifice. I'm going to show her that I'll forgive her. I'm right. going to show her empathy, mercy. I'm going to be joyful inside of my relationship despite her responses. This is the woman that God has given me and I have chosen, which is a big thing. Right. You walked down that aisle. I yeah. chose mm-hmm. I made a decision. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is the woman that I choose to love. And when a man can effectively do that, I think it's transformational inside the home and it may take a while. It's not immediate. I think to this point and I'm, I'm, I want to make sure we cover all angles of it. I want to also talk about the importance of wives being stable and predictable as well. Oh, yeah. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, um, and, and, and I, I want to just talk about... I've been ab- waiting for this section. <laughs> I want to just talk about the power of principle. In our marriage, we made a commitment. We would not just throw around. We would not say things. Like, we would never say divorce or I'm leaving. Those were not, those were not, that was just like early on base level. We're not going to do that. And, and hopefully everyone has made those same commitments that never needs to be something out of no. your mouth. You're not going to compare verb. I mean, you, there's like productive, like I see this in their marriage and that's meaningful and that's powerful. And that's, and it, you know, and their principle. I think for wives, it's really important to have those stable and predictable responses. I, there was an article that got posted in, in a, in a thread inside of one of our communities. And this was like 10 years ago. And it talked about the power Power of of your words in your home and just saying nice things to out loud to each mm. other. And I started doing that. I actually put like reminders on my phone. My, my girls were teenagers at that time. And there's kind of a funny joke about that in our house. When the girls saw say nice things to the girls, they were like, they were like that- you have to take notes about that. <laughs> she hid the one about me. Cause I never found it. I knew it was there. But just, just out loud. When you think a nice thought, say it out loud. Cause a lot of times we predictably say all the th- problems that exist. Right. And I think about the patience that has been extended to me and I want to extend that. Like there's things about every person that you know, kids, spouse, colleagues that you, you know, it's like, that's not the best trait they have. Right. I mean, and we tend <laughs> to talk about those things and encourage yeah. mm-hmm. growth in those things rather than saying, but there's also all this other stuff that is really, really valuable. And it was a big shift for me because I had focused on the negative, focused on the, you need to do better in this, you need to improve in this, and not on, there's actually a whole lot here that you do well. And and I saw the power of that building up our family to just vocally, every day, make sure that throughout our, that it, it changed the language and the tone. It changed the culture of our home. It did, yeah, just speaking out loud, nice things. And and so I think there's kind of two things. You can't just fly off the handle right. when, as a woman either. Like that goes both ways. No one gets to be unprincipled. And you also have to really work to make sure that the voice that you're, the words you're saying, I think they are so powerful. 
the words that a woman says in a home mm-hmm. are so very powerful. They can build up their kids. They can build up their spouse. They can alter the culture of the home. And we don't want to be loose with those words. We don't want to be loose with it. So I think that's one way that just builds up trust. Can I say one more thing? Yep. In the, uh, the nature of the relationship between the husband and wife, I think we have to be very aware of the way that we talk to and talk about our spouse in front of our children. Mm-hmm. Because the way that we talk to or about our spouse is the way that our children children will treat their parents. Mm-hmm. If a, if a, a, well, and, the, and their spouse. And their in spouse. The future, so yeah. if, mm-hmm. if these kids hear you know, discrediting her yeah, or, or that child is going to have that same view and vice versa. If the, if the, if a wife is bad mouthing her husband behind his back or even to his face, your children will see that and they will imitate that. And that's just real, a real violation and a breakdown of, of the structure of our, of our home. So in, in, in that, if you start doing the math on that equation, Josh, like a wife talking negatively about her husband. Well, there could be a wife out there that says, I got a real deadbeat husband. Yeah. And, you know, so what am I supposed to do? Just like ignore all these glaring flaws that are messing up our life. And then it goes back. So the equation goes, well, okay, husband, you got to get your life in order. Absolutely. And nobody's perfect. No, Josh isn't perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But that's where it starts with, the the husband first seeking God seeking a whole mature life in Christ making sure that he's emotionally strong and and his he he is a man headed towards God yeah and then the wife has to be able to do the same thing it could be it could be vice versa it could say well how can I speak highly of this woman who's so unprincipled or this or that you know in in and, that scenario though think about think about the effect it would have on your children if you know, a husband had a wife who was a, a problem and ungoverned. It, it, imagine him, his children hearing him pray for his wife. Think about the effect that would have on your on your family and your marriage. It's like I love this woman that you gave me, God, and mm-hmm. and you know I desire to to be whole. And that's good. This is a really great podcast. I think it's been very productive. I think there's a lot of good concrete stuff in here. I really appreciate you both just coming on and being open and transparent, even about the strengths and weaknesses. And I think that this is there's never been a more important time to build strong families, and the 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 structures that we have to build in 2023 have to be you know, like earthquake level, Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's like where some walls are rated for crisis and for Mm. disaster. And Mm, that's that's the, well, my friend's an architect. Um, So I heard Mm. her talk about this, but uh, the structures that we're building right now have to be rated for disaster. So let's bend our shoulders to the load and build strong structures for ourselves, for our spouses and for our kids in 2023. This podcast is a production of Prism North America. You can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you access quality podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. To learn more about Prism, visit us at our website, www.prismnorthamerica.org.